Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you. Hello, Dr. Paul. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. All right. You're the expert today because we're <laughs> going to be talking about Hungary. Oh, yeah. And uh -huh. I think you spent a little bit of time there. Yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> so you're, you're our expert. So, But what we're going to talk about is... Um, Tucker Carlson, he's yeah. in the news. He's a he's a famous person now. Is, yeah. Did you know that? Absolutely. We knew him before that. Exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, he went over there on a trip, which fascinates me that he's making international trips, and he's not without uh, political thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows who knows what's in his yeah. mind, or who knows what will drive a person like that who becomes so famous so quickly and has has an honest opinion, which is probably the reason one of the reasons why he's up there is because he had honest opinions. But uh, what we want to start off with is a headline on Zero Hedge. Tucker Carlson apologizes to Hungary uh -huh. and on behalf of America, slams disgusting U.S. ambassador over lack of diplomacy. That's our ambassador. Yeah. You know, uh, I talked a little bit about ambassadors in our campaign when I was running in a national campaign. And the whole thing is, is all it was was the warmongering going on and the civil, you know, what was going on in the Middle East. And uh, there were some people who wanted to talk about it, but you never heard from an ambassador. And this is sort of a, a typical example because certainly there were ambassadors that were prohibited from speaking out and trying to prevent World War II. So uh, I kept saying, we have all these ambassadors. Why don't we use them? But quite frankly, after finding out exactly what this ambassador's been doing, uh, I think we have to uh, sort of sort it all out. It's all ambassadors aren't alike. Yeah. There are some that I'm sure is, are very honest and disciplined and wanting to do the right thing, but others are, others are out there looking for mischief. And it looks like uh, the, our ambassador to uh, Hungary is up to, to no good and certainly not on the side of uh, those many positions that we have. But I'd have to say that uh, I'm sure the way Hungary's being run isn't the way I'd want to see, you know, a libertarian country run. But the whole thing is, is we're talking about sovereignty and peace and discussion and decency and do we, and the big issue here is by what authority uh, do we have as a powerhouse and owning a uh, empire to go and tell people exactly what to do. This is something I've been complaining as well as you have about what mischief do we have to over and tell everybody what to do, run their finances, run their military, involved in coups that so we are always saying we're way too much involved. But here's somebody that's following those rules but uh, his views are uh, so bad that it compounds the problem of us interfering in other people's business. Yeah. Excuse me, yeah, you mentioned Tucker Carlson going over there. He's been there twice now. He's given, I think, three major speeches in Hungary. And as, as you pointed out, I did live in Hungary through the 1990s, and I did work for the current ruling party, Fidesz and Viktor Orban, when I was there. But it is really amazing, now having lived there in the 90s, to see Hungary now in a conservative Hungary now, conservative libertarian Hungary now, that has such strong ties with counterparts over here like Tucker Carlson. They host a CPAC in Hungary regularly, and American conservatives go over there. Uh, the Heritage Foundation, 
uh, is over there. So they, they, they are not as isolated as they once were the Hungarian conservative side. And I think that's very a very interesting uh, development. And so Tucker Carlson goes back over there. Now, I wrote about this on the Ron Paul Institute website a few months ago because Hungary, uh, similarly to Russia, Hungary has outlawed the aggressive promotion of homosexuality to children. Uh, now, we like to do that in the U.S., right? We have Drag Queen, Story Hour, we have all kinds of stuff. Hungary, they say, pass a law, we, don't, we won't allow this. So what does Biden do? He sends a guy with a husband and two kids over there. It's obviously to make a point. It's obviously to rub their noses in it, rub their faces in it. And that's exactly what David Pressman, who's the, who is the ambassador, he's not a diplomat, he's just a donor. That's what he's done over there. And he's constantly hectored Hungary. You better do this, you better do that. You need to have more gay pride parades. Every other day you better have one. Screaming at them constantly. And you know, that's not what diplomacy is about. And everyone wonders, well, why people resent America and Americans around the world? Because that's how these people behave. No one wants to be told how to live. Now, as you pointed out, we may not want to live there. We may not like all of their rules and laws, and that's fine. But the idea that we tell them what to do and hector them constantly, it's just not good for, it's not good for relations. You know, back in the 50s, I believe, there was a, a book point, uh, put out, and it was called The Ugly American. Yes. And uh, back then, it, there was a lot of this nonsense going on, and it was, it was more social, and, and individual Americans so often came across a, a bit obnoxious and overbearing. But uh, I tell you what, this guy would fit in. <laughs> he could fit in as an ugly American, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is he can be an ugly American and do dumb things as long as he never oversteps his mind and never hurts people and, uh, and, and certainly not deceive people because uh, if he takes the job as being an ambassador, the mere mention of ambassador should be that you should be open-minded. You're trying to bring people together. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's doing, as you described, He's doing exactly the opposite and uh, just rubbing his nose, uh, rubbing his nose in it all. So it's uh, not going to be a very successful effort, but uh, it'll be uh, very important how this works out because if, uh, if it looks like they're having the Europeans and Americans are, are, are uh, holding, tr you know, trying to hold uh, Orban back. Yeah. But but if his ideas prevail and more Europeans, you know, that's probably the most important. Where are the Europeans going to go? Are they going to maybe assist thing? Maybe uh, maybe we don't need to be so locked into the American position. Who comes over and sends ambassadors like this? Why wouldn't they be doing this to us? From our viewpoint, though, but when we send people over. Uh, that diplomatically and very, uh, you, you know, very anxious to help people, our ambassadors go over uh, to enhance our empire. That's that might be soft, but yeah. this is not. It's not good either. So the answer is. Why don't we just mind our own business? Yeah. And that would be a much better position rather than saying that we know exactly the message about how you deal with social social or issues. Yeah. And uh, of course, to me, volunteerism is the most important thing and uh, reject violence. 
Yeah, but, uh, and, you know, the thing, sorry, to, but, but, you know, this Pressman is not an outlier. I mean, every U.S. ambassador, I would think, very, very close to every one of them, are the same. Remember Jeffrey Pyatt in 2014 in Ukraine. He was on the phone with Newland plotting who's going to be the next leader of the country. You know, this is an ambassador. Like you say, they should be having diplomacy. I hope President Trump is watching because when you come back, you got to put me in as ambassador to Hungary because <laughs> I won't bother people uh, like, like, uh, like this guy has done. But let's put up that first clip because this is what we're talking about. And, you know, he's going to be attacked. And I don't like the way the headline says he apologizes to Hungary on behalf of America. I think that's overplaying. What he's saying is that we shouldn't be bossing you around. The other thing Hungary did that makes Biden crazy, Dr. Paul, as you know, is they said, we don't want to take in a million refugees. We're fine how we are. We're going to build a wall. You guys, you, you know, Germany, you can take them all. <laughs> but here, just do the next one, because here's what uh, one of the things that, Pi, uh, that uh, Carlson said. He said the point of diplomacy is not to hector other nations for its own sake, to show up in someone else's country and scream at them because they're different from you. I'm not in the habit of apologizing for the U.S. In fact, I don't think I ever have. But the behavior of the American ambassador to Hungary makes me want to apologize. He goes on and saying it's disgusting and inexcusable. Now, we've talked about this on the show before, because if you put the next one on, this is what David Pressman, the U.S. ambassador to Hungary, did. He took out a billboard, a series of billboards inside Hungary, where he is an ambassador, a guest in the country, attacking the foreign policy of the Hungarian government. Can you imagine, and this is over the Ukraine policy, because Hungary said, we will not supply weapons to Ukraine. We don't want to be involved in the war. There's over 100,000 ethnic Hungarians living in Ukraine. We don't want to make, put a target on each one of their back. And so our ambassador goes and takes out a billboard attacking them for saying this. And can you imagine if the Russian ambassador in Washington took out a bunch of billboards uh, attacking Biden's foreign policy and saying we need to back Russia? You know, it would never happen. Just think, you're giving a boost to the uh, you know, to, to Trump campaign. <laughs> you see, look, there's a much better way to de deal with foreign policy. This is a problem for us and it's hurting us. And besides, I've offered my services right. and you're going to be the ambassador. So you hey, better watch out. <laughs> we'll build a little studio over there. We can do the show. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, that, one thing that's funny is you mentioned that we wouldn't want to, to live there. And, and that's probably the case. But I noticed one thing, but just by the way, interesting, and I was looking at, because they have a problem with the declining population, which is, of course, the case throughout Europe. You know, the, the population is just declining. Uh, but they came up with a new thing that just came out, and they said, if a family has four kids, you'll never pay income tax again in your life. So, because they want to encourage people to have kids, <laughs> so it's a tax incentive. If you can have a four kids in your family, never pay taxes again in your life, so... But the, but the bill for education is going to go up. <laughs> Maybe they'll start homeschooling. Yeah. I know a curriculum that would help that. <laughs> so anyway, it's very interesting. We wanted to play a little clip, though, and I almost forgot, of Tucker Carlson there. Now, this isn't directly related to the ambassador, but it's an interesting little clip of him talking about NATO and foreign policy. Uh, and it's interesting to watch the reaction. If we can put that one on, I think the first 50 seconds of Tucker over there at the Matthias uh, Corvinius Collegium in interested in Hungary, Budapest. very interested in Hungary. So that was such a happy surprise to me. And I plan to keep, I mean, there's so much I wanna see in the world because the world is resetting completely. The post-war order is collapsing. NATO is going to collapse, obviously. You can't have the main, the driver of NATO, which is the United States, sabotage Germany's main source of 
cheap energy in Nord Stream. The Biden administration blew up Nord Stream. And the Germans are so self-hating, they won't say anything about it. They sort of put their head down like, no, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. But I do want to talk about it because it's important. First of all, it was the biggest act of industrial sabotage in history. Second, it was the largest man-made CO2 emission in history, which if you're a global warming cultist is like the devil himself. That's probably about enough. <laughs> Interesting, they, they clapped when he said NATO's gonna end. You, you know, uh, they ought to get a bumper sticker when we start over there. Robert Taft was right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said we could avoid it, all this mess. Yeah. I mean, he was really on target when he was arguing the case yeah, yeah. against NATO. Uh, some people say, oh, no, uh, it worked real well because we haven't had a world war. So that, yeah, we've just had minor minor wars that were major for the countries who became victimized. Yeah. There's been a lot of killing and a lot of wars uh, with this attitude. That, and it's getting worse. Uh, and I hope Tucker's right. We can't just predict the timing. But uh, the, uh, ev eventually, though, uh, they, they'll have to, have to do something because I think the movement is. It's, it's not viable. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we're adding, add, trying to add people together. I mean, the, the, the war in the Ukraine it has to do it. But that should be more ammunition for our argument, because look, look at what NATO's done there. But the whole problem is, is the American people, they, they don't understand how the war got started. You yeah. know, that, that this is a, a NATO-Russian war. Yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, they need to uh, get a little bit of background. Yeah, the propaganda is so heavy, but thanks to Tucker, it's breaking a little bit. Yeah, you know, you can yeah. see some cracks in it. So that was interesting. We'll keep an eye on, on Tucker in Hungary. <laughs> but I guess we should move on then to a right. good news story. Sometimes it's hard to find them. Now, we were talking just, I think, yesterday or a couple of days ago about the mass mandates are coming back and all this nonsense and garbage. Well, they tried it and put up that next clip. It didn't work out so well. Recent mask mandates lifted amid pushback. Now, they tried to throw on mass mandates at Kaiser Permanente in Santa Rosa, California. California of all places, Dr. Paul. And the people said, no way, Jose. Uh, we're not going to do it. We're not going to go for it. And they had to say, okay, you got us. We're not going to force you again. Right. You know, when uh, Kaiser Permanente came, uh, came out and started their business, I don't know when it was, but it was probably in the 50s yeah, or something so. like that. And I was struggling with you know, taking care of sick people and we need the government and we're having, you know, they provide uh, Medicare and Medicaid in. <clears throat> and how can you do this uh, being a humanitarian at the same time, deal with the, the, the finances of it? So I, <clears throat> one thing I remember rationalizing in my own mind, uh, and I think it's partially true, is that <clears throat> that was a company you know, uh, Kaiser was a big company, and they used they they I believe it started by a, uh, uh, giving insurance to their employees. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so it was at, at least more private than what's going on now, and, uh, and then they would have had, <clears throat> they would have had the whole financing because there wasn't the age of Medicare and Medicaid, and uh, it, it's been around for a long time, and they have a decent reputation. So uh, it it to me. Yeah, maybe that little bit of a spirit on how it started, you, you know, still exists there because they're they're uh, they, they're on our side at least uh, on the short run. Uh, that why go along with this stuff, you know? Yeah. 
And you would think that the stories are out strong enough that the, that the hospitals and different places that went along with this, the people who worked in, that work in the hospitals and the people who visit these hospitals, and there was always so much downside from a ty the tyrants that were running the medical practice. Yeah. So uh, it, it, uh, they, they need encouraged, and that's why it's on the side of uh, something good happening, a good, yeah. a good idea. And, and, and that's why what we keep saying is, is it, because people spoke up, you know, it was on the TV, and here's from the article, uh, they interviewed a couple guys on CBS TV about this, they're trying to put this mandate in, uh, in Kaiser, in uh, Santa Rosa, uh, actually, we don't need that one yet, we're not there yet, uh, and the guy said, they told us a bunch of expletive, my, I can guess what that probably was, Richard Steininger, a North Sacramento resident, told CBS, I think most people don't believe it now. That's great. And another one, Craig Roberts said, I think it's more political than anything. Just think, I just think they're trying to do what they did in 2020. So even the Californians, and I say that as someone who's born and raised it, even the Californians now are catching on that this is nonsense. And also, the second part of it is that Lionsgate studio, TV, our film studio, they also said, we're going to have mass mandates and people said, no, we don't want to do it. And so they also canceled it there. You yeah. Know, both places. And it didn't take long. Yep. You know, so I would say we're, uh, we were concerned, and rightfully so. Uh, but th things aren't as bad as they were two, two and a half years ago. Uh, they, the people are better informed. It took a long time to condition the American people to be cuts, become so resistant to government solutions. And if, Maybe the government created some of these. And even today, we'll have another report about some of the reports on yeah. the deaths from COVID and the things. It's persistent. And uh, so, you know, another thing that could be done is uh, if we had a society, matter of fact, this is a very broad statement. If we, if we had a society where, uh, you know, there were more people who never told a lie, yeah. we would be better off. Can you imagine what it'd be like today in politics if, if you, uh, if you you never told there were no no lies told <laughs> oh, we're going we're going to go we're going to go in and we want to represent the people to promote liberty and we will tell you the truth of course they say yeah Nixon said that too but I mean and honestly not to, telling the truth would be so far above anything else that we do but uh, <clears throat> right now it's very hard for people to believe uh, what what's going on? But I think it's good news that they're they're softening their stand, backing off a bit, and they're way ahead of a couple of years ago. So there's still uh, uh, still people are remembering. I mean, we've talked about all the downsides still going on, and the one that really bugs me is what's happened to education. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how those kids are ever going to get caught up because it's a system that wasn't doing a very good job in the first place. And then, then they keep the kids out of school. And all of a sudden, the one vehicle they need for all the subjects they study is they need to know how to use language. Yeah. They, 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 they need to be able to write and read. And these are the things that, that, they, that they don't have. But they know how to change their gender, so they're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I think if there's any silver lining on this absolute COVID nightmare, is, is when we hear this, people saying, I don't believe them anymore. I don't believe the government anymore. You know, that's a great, that's an, that's an opening, I think. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's advancement. That yeah. We're, we're improving on that. Next step, they need to watch the Liberty Report. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last one we want to do is kind of related because um, this is from the New York Post. We can put that up now. 
because they're looking at, I think, the August. Because remember the whole thing, Dr. Paul, oh my gosh, COVID's back, COVID's back, put on your mask. Well, this is according to CDC's own numbers, 99% of new COVID-19 deaths reported by CDC are not just due to the virus, according to their own data. It begs the question, well, what was that percentage back when they were getting everyone locked down, you know? You know, this came up, you know, all during the uh, so-called epidemic and the fudging of the figures of the distortion and all the propaganda to terrorize the people and build up the fear so the people would roll over. Uh, but there, the, the, the two words that people tried to point out, the difference is a big difference between dying of COVID yeah. or dying with COVID, especially now that we have found out that there's a lot of question about the testing and uh, you know exactly what is COVID. Maybe some people with uh, pretty good credentials just argue, you know, it's cold and flu. Yeah. And yeah. there will be some, uh, I, I, I guess, cellular changes and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's mysterious for, for most doctors. Uh, to, you know, most doctors never looked uh, through an electron microscope yeah. you know and this sort of thing and trying to figure out these these uh, changes but uh, that that's the big issue and I think that's why this 99 percent uh, it was with COVID, that tested I wouldn't even say they it was with COVID yeah. it's with the test that claims that you might have COVID true because true. that's probably closer to, uh, to to the bottom line true true and I'm sure all the test makers are happy now because people are going to go get more tests. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think it, 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 do some more on this, or you want to? Did you? I think you had a follow-up. Yeah, you to, there was there was another good news type of yeah. thing, and this has the good news uh, because this this represents. You know, just as the abortion issue, people are very frustrated and nervous about it, but it was thrown back to the states. And it's, it's a revolution. It's a revolution. Yeah. We're going to do what the Constitution said we should have been doing at the beginning and not, you know, gotten ourselves into such a such a argument nationally. So the good news here is... Um, that uh, it, it, some of the stuff has been thrown back. So the negative part was some of these governors thought they became king. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I individuals, even at the local communities that were all writing these laws, that was uh, something to deal with. But the good news, 20 states have banned a vaccine passport. So yes, they were doing, they were overkilling, but you know, maybe the people that are finding out what's wrong have a, a more ready access uh, to, to their representatives to go and do something so 20 of them have already backed it and that is a that is yeah. a big deal you can't do anything prove you have a vaccine yeah. and you know when when you have prohibitions what you do is you generate a whole new market you know to lie and and uh and and fake papers and give vaccines that aren't vaccines. And I imagine, I, my guess is that a lot of that's been going on that way because people were t terrified that, you know, they're, they're gonna be canceled. They're gonna lose their job because I spoke out for what I thought was true science. They weren't, okay, well, why don't we have a debate about this and we'll try to sort this out. No, you're wrong, you're going to prison, you're done. You can't have your job and you can suffer the consequences. And what stripe you of all, all your, uh, rep uh, your recognitions. Yeah. So that, that is what is horrible. So the state, uh, I will still want to say, yes, they can do wrong, but uh, maybe it's an easier access to the people 
hopefully I think that's what this is representing. But it needs to be a little broader and a little, <laughs> a, a little more precise, but at least, at least they're touching the one thing that is very close. I mean, I, the president, the president, he's still back there. Yeah. He, he's still three or four years behind. I wonder how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> they need an electron microscope to find his brain. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, if, if you're done, I'm gonna close out Dr. Paul. And if we can put on that very last slide, because uh, I'll tell our audience, this is the very last time you will see this. I am literally getting up from this chair after I put the show on our website, and I'm going to get in my car and start driving to Washington, D.C., because I want to hear Ron Paul talk about which way America, and I want to hear the other speakers as well. This is the last time I'm going to bother you and ask you to get tickets to see us, and it's because we want to see you. Uh, and that's September 2nd, this coming Saturday. <coughs> There are still some tickets available if you want to go online and get them. I'll put a link in here. This is the last time I'll put a link, the last time you'll see this photo, but hopefully we'll see you in a week, less than a week. Oh, very good. Well, this is not a complex challenge because uh, simply, uh, if you're figuring out which way to go, you always go the right way. Yeah. Because if you go the wrong way, you get into trouble or you get lost. Yeah. And our country has been going the wrong way in, in, in so many things. And we're at a point of being lost, but we're, ser we're searching for the uh, directions and they're available. That's the part I think is easy. Uh, describing our problems, everybody knows what they're complaining about, and everybody knows what we ought to do. It's getting the motivation to do it because in the process of what we've been doing for these many, many decades is there have become, there have been many people become dependent you know, on the government, and there are benefits. I mean, it got big because uh, largesse was given out, and there were people who got benefits from the government, and the richer our country got, the bigger the benefits got. So uh, the right way is not difficult to figure out. And the reason why there's a tremendous advantage for us right now is uh, that the, just like we, we mentioned Tucker talking about the end of NATO, well, we have to plan for what are we gonna do after NATO? Maybe nothing, you know, it's so, uh, <clears throat> when things come apart, yeah, I've been talking about monetary reform, especially since 1971, <clears throat> and uh, that, uh, that, that is necessary. But when the things fall down on your head, if the roof caves in, you better build a new roof. And I think that's what we'll be talking about is how, where we can go, but we first have to describe how did we get here and what are the principles that we have violated. And believe me, it is not complex. It just takes some people who are willing to stand and do their very best to seek and follow the truth. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.